Stark, it smells like a new car in here! I'd love to keep this up, but I've only got one job here today and I gotta impress Mr. Stark. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. That's a cute outfit. Did your husband it's give it to you? Wonderful. Look at little Goblin Jr. I'm gonna cry. So they say. It's my girlfriend. With great power comes great responsibility. Good morning, movie friends, and welcome to another episode of the Court of Cinema podcast. We discuss the wide landscape of film and TV. Now, here in the U.S., tomorrow is the fan premiere for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So, in celebration of that, I decided to go ahead, show off my ranking of my favorites going into the movie. These could change a little bit. Some of them are a little bit interchangeable, but I decided why not. I would have waited for Across the Spider-Verse, but... It takes time for a movie to really resonate and simmer for me before I can officially add it to the ranking, and I didn't want to wait that long. I was thinking about doing a review for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but everyone's seen that movie. There's thousands of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse videos on YouTube that you can watch, so I wanted to do something a little bit different and a little bit just more fresh going in. This is a little bit of a pre-appetizer for you before you go into the movie, so let's get right into it. All right, before we get into the official ranking, there are a little bit of honorable mentions I want to give. These aren't actual movies, but just some very, very cool Spider-Man media that everyone should know about. The first honorable mention that I have is to Spider-Man PS4. Great story, great game in general, but just a great story. Some people consider it the best adaptation of Spider-Man that we ever got, an absolute masterpiece. It's absolutely great. I can't wait for Spider-Man 2, but... Yuri, who plays Peter Parker, he's so great as a voice actor. The action is great. The suit looks beautiful. It's great. It's awesome. I love it. The next honorable mention that I have is Spectacular Spider-Man. And this show is Chef's Kiss. It doesn't have a single bad episode. I'm very upset that it ever got canceled. Please give it a watch. It's such a great adaptation. It really dives into the mind of Peter Parker and the day-to-day. It's so good. It's awesome. Some people consider it to be the best ever. I wouldn't even blame them. After that, another show is Ultimate Spider-Man. Me, personally, I think the show really does just overdo it on the humor. But Drake Bell is a pretty criminally underrated Spider-Man, and I think everyone should know about it. Now, that being said, do as I say, not as I do. I've been stuck on one season of this show for years now. I started watching when I was in elementary school, and I still haven't even gotten past, I think it was season three. I kind of just fell off, and I don't really care. I have a Disney Plus subscription to watch you watch the show, but I just really don't care to watch it. All right, so with that out of the way, we're going to go ahead and start the ranking. We're going from worst to best, and we're going to start with number nine all the way to number one. So, yeah, let's go into it. It's an imposter. That man is the imposter. There can't be two Spider-Men. Let's take them both in. Hold on a second. We'll have a showdown to prove which of us is the real Spider-Man. And you can unmask the loser. All right, let's kick off the ranking. Number nine on the list. I hate to put this this low. I really do. I absolutely love this movie. But number nine on the list is The Amazing Spider-Man 2, directed by Mark Webb. Very sad to put this here, but it's just doing too much. This movie tries to do too much with Harry, with Max, with Gwen, with Aunt May, with everything with the parents with everything it's just trying to shove in so much stuff and wrap up so much stuff that it feels so rushed but this is a two and a half hour movie and it just flies by i remember i watched this last year and it just it goes by so quick 
it's doing so much. Nothing has time to breathe and just really develop. It, it's, it's not it. It's not it. It should have been good. It should have been great. I mean, it has great actors. It's just trying to do too much. It, it, it really can't save itself. I think Mark Webb tried, but it, it, it didn't do it for me. It, it's not good. It tries, but it can't. Now, that being said, there are a lot of positives for this movie. Like, number one, the suit for this movie is beautiful. This is the absolute best Spider-Man suit we've ever gotten. This is one of the best comic book suits ever. Top five comic book suit, no doubt. It's not even a debate. It's absolutely beautiful. Also, the web swinging for this movie, it is the best. We haven't gotten a single web swinging montage that has come close to this, and we never will. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. The CGI looks great. Also, the way the suit wrinkles, it looks so good. There's also just so many moments with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. You can really see how much he loves this character. With him just walking that kid home and he helps him rebuild his windmill. It's such a small thing. It only takes like a minute and a half. And it captures so much about Spider-Man that really a lot really hasn't been able to do. So yeah, there are some bad, but there's a lot of good here. I mean, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. We can talk a whole episode about that. Their chemistry is so good. That love story is so good. Also, the score. You brought in the GOAT, Hans Zimmer himself, to do the score for this movie, and it's incredible. I mean, it's absolutely great. It's such so triumphant. It also can be so sad and so somber at times when it needs to be. It's absolutely great. And also that oof, that credit scene song with Alicia Keys. Oh, come on. It's absolutely great. It's awesome. I hate to put it this low. It has a lot of great things, but it it, it wouldn't be fair to the other movies to put it at any position but 9 or 8. All right, and in the number 8 spot, we have Spider-Man 3, directed by Sam Raimi. No one's surprised here. Spider-Man 3 is either going to be at the bottom or the second to the last. So, you know, it, it suffers the same problems as The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is trying to do too much in one movie. I mean, with Harry Osborn, Sandman, and Venom... It's, it's just too much. I mean, it's just another example of corporate interference. It's ruined a lot of movies, but Spider-Man 3 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 both suffered the most, for sure. But this is still a very good and very well-executed Raimi Spider-Man movie, really, at the core. I mean, you get a lot of just diving into Spider-Man still and the guilt that he carries, and also that symbiote suit. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit is still the best suit ever, but... The symbiote suit is a very close second, so. And also the Danny Elfman score, it continues to complement this world so well. Tobey Maguire is really good. We also got Bully Maguire out of these movies, so you can't hate it too much at the end of the day. But that being said, we're going to wrap it up for this one. It's one of those movies that you love for maybe just because of how good it could have been. At number seven, I have Spider-Man Far From Home, directed by John Watts. And this movie is not good. It's not. I don't think it's terrible, but the plot is just stupid. I mean, with The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, those just got filled with too much stuff. And with this, it's just a dumb thing that it got stuffed with, which was really just everything. It's just, it's dumb. It doesn't make sense. Tony Stark giving a multi-billion dollar piece of technology to a high schooler will never be forgivable for me at all. Uncle Ben not being a core part of Peter Parker's Spider-Man is on the verge of being a war crime. I mean, with the death of Bruce Wayne's parents in Batman vs. Superman and the Batman, those take it a different way to where 
they don't shove it down the audience's throat because I mean they know we've seen it, we know what it's about. But at least the subtext, and I mean they showed a little bit, it makes it work. Not just giving us a whole ten minute scene about Bruce Wayne's parents dying, but it's important to show it because of how important it is to that character. Same with Uncle Ben. That's a very crucial and integral part to who Spider-Man is. And not being in the movie at all or mentioned at all in any of these movies, it, it's bad. It's not good. It's a bad look for sure. I mean, the only time it's actually mentioned is in the animated What If show and, I mean, by the other Spider-Men in No Way Home. But I, mean, I don't really want to count that. I mean, it's not, at least to this Tom Holland, it's not really integral, which is a, a big problem. The villain Mysterio being another one of Tony Stark's employees fuel for revenge it worked in the first movie but in this it's like okay do something a little different like why are we still here it should be his movie I don't know why Tony Stark is such a big part on this character I get why but I mean just making it a main part of who this Spider-Man is I don't think it works I don't think at all I mean I get it he's his role model that works but but pushing Tony Stark and this being the new Iron Man Jr. and he's taking up the legacy of the next Iron Man, it, it, it doesn't work. I mean, just make him Spider-Man. He's the next Peter Parker. He's the next Spider-Man. That's who he is. He's not Iron Man. We already had Iron Man with RDJ. It's not who he is. It's not a good movie. I'm sorry. Now, this movie does have a lot of good. I mean, the Michael Giacchino score, he fails to miss. Jake Gyllenhaal, he's awesome. The Spider-Man suit is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty cool. The CGI kind of ruined it, though, but still, that suit is pretty cool. The CGI also, though, does look very cool. That Mysterio sequence in the warehouse is a very, very cool Spider-Man fight sequence. Probably top five for me. Maybe. But yeah, I don't like this movie. I didn't want to put it in the very last spot. That's what I had it at before. I'm not going to lie. But I had, okay, I'll put it in the seven. That's where it kind of belongs. I, I, I'm more comfortable with it being in seven than eight or nine. So let's go into number six. Now, number six, this is where we start getting good Spider-Man movies. Number six, I have The Amazing Spider-Man, directed by Mark Webb. This one has a place in my heart, respectfully, and it's so good. I mean, this this one really is special. It's beautiful. It's different. I mean, coming off of Spider-Man 3, it's really hard to live up to that and just how much pressure is really on them to really nail this after you didn't really nail Spider-Man 3 with some people. It's not as good as the Sam Raimi movies, but... Really, it just wanted to be different, and that's what it was. The origin of Spider-Man's a little bit different. We get some more backstory on Peter Parker's parents, and I just love how him picking up the mask, he picks up the mask only for vengeance at first, and then he really aspires to be hopeful. It's beautiful. It's really good. I mean, oh, the James Horner score. Wow. I mean, the ending music is very good. The James Horner score all around is very good. It's very beautiful. I have the score on loop, really, to this day. There's so many great Spider-Man moments in this movie. I mean, the moment of him first saving someone and becoming Spider-Man. He's saving the kid from the burning car. That's awesome. It's great. And The Amazing Spider-Man 2 has the better web-swinging sequences, but this one still has some great, nice POV shots of Spider-Man web-swinging, and it's absolutely beautiful. The suit is one of my lesser favorite suits. It's different. It tries to be different. But just the yellow eyes and just the dirty, just ragtag suit, it's... I'm not really a fan of it, not going to lie. It's different, but it's just not. It's not it for me. But just all around, Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Dennis Leary, Martin Sheen, Sally Field. I mean, they're all absolutely great in this movie. They're awesome. So, yes, this is this is a great one. I give it, a, a, right now, it's a 3 out of 5. I watched it last year. I want to rewatch it maybe sometime later this year. And, and that might change on this list. So, 
And also, it, it's it's a cooler Batman Begins style to an origin story, which I really like. It's darker. It's a little more mysterious. And also, Andrew Garfield is the coolest Spider-Man. I mean, he literally skateboards. I don't know. I mean, Tobey Maguire's a nerd. I mean, Tobey Maguire's a nerd. Tom Holland's is a dork. But Andrew Garfield is really, really cool. I mean, I when I was a kid, I wanted to be him. Now I want to be him. So, you know, that <laughs> says a lot for it. But let's go on to number five on this list. Not in the script. Then I'll just have to ad lib. You'll pay for this Spider-Man right now. How is that for a down payment? Uh, number five on this list, I have the criminally underrated. The movie that I absolutely love, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. I love this movie so much. This is by far the funnest Spider-Man movie. Coming out of Captain America Civil War, we had this new Spider-Man. He was funny. He was cool. He was different. Everyone loved Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Everyone still does. It was really interesting to see, okay, how are they going to nail a solo movie for him? I mean, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 wasn't that good of a movie, and that was a few years ago. So how are they going to nail this? And it's so good. I mean, this was during Marvel's peak era. I mean, this was their, wouldn't say this their golden age, but this was when they were just dropping out banger after banger. And the MCU just couldn't miss. Spider-Man Homecoming is awesome. It's incredible. There are some gripes with it, like, I mean, Peter Parker not getting his own suit. He gets Tony Stark's suit with a bunch of tech and stuff in it. That kind of does drive the plot a little bit, though, which I like. And it's fun. I mean, you get Michael Keaton as Vulture. It's so much fun. If I could describe this movie, I'd say it's just... All of it, this movie is just another teen comedy with Spider-Man. It's like The Breakfast Club, 10 Things I Hate About You, and then they just throw in Spider-Man. That's what's cool about it. That's what's fun about it. It gets just too much hate, I think. And recently, I mean, I saw that Matt Rumis, or Soups, he said that Peter Parker doesn't suffer one consequence in this entire movie. That's just not true. I don't know what, I mean, he gets a building dropped on him, and he picks it back up, which is really cool. But, I mean, these early movies with him is just him understanding responsibility and becoming a hero i mean tobe mcguire yeah aunt may got a bomb thrown into her bedroom but i mean that's it doesn't have to happen in every iteration i don't understand i mean this movie is just really just more of him trying to balance being spider-man and being in high school that's really bare bones spider-man story i don't know what you there's not to love about that and you have a villain thrown in there too i mean yeah with he tries to get with liz he tries to be on the decathlon team everyone hates him yeah this is spider-man i mean yeah he suffers consequences from being a hero, which is losing his friends. It's not number four, though. Let's move on. All right, number four on the list, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2002. Here we go. Before this, we never really had Spider-Man. We had Batman with Michael Keaton, which was pretty cool, but we didn't have Spider-Man. We had also had X-Men. We didn't have Spider-Man. This was, this was different. People needed this, especially it came out a little bit after 9-11, and people were really relying on this. This really healed the nation. It, it, it's beautiful. It's great. It's iconic. It remains iconic. Toby Maguire, he's so he's great. He's awesome. The suit's great. William Defoe, chef's kiss villain. He's great. He's awesome. I love how it parallels between both of them in this origin. It kind of bounces back and forth. It's very cool. I, w- I wasn't alive when this movie came out, but... I just know the hype for this movie was really just building up. I, I love seeing all of the tie-in toys for, I think, like McDonald's and stuff for this movie. It's pretty cool. It's a beautiful adaptation. He really gets Spider-Man. It's very cool. It's awesome. I, I just, it doesn't really age too well. I mean, some stuff's a little bit corny. There's obviously the iconic Mary Jane's flying through the air and her hair is blowing the opposite direction. It's weird. I mean, it, it, it's a little goofy. 
But, I mean, Sam Raimi coming off of Evil Dead franchise to here, seeing his range as a director is very, very cool. I mean, there's also, there's still some horror sequences that he accomplishes in these movies, but it's really cool seeing what he does. I mean, I love that, obviously, the golden sunset that's just sweeping New York City is is beautiful. I mean, the ending's awesome. It, it, it's very good. It's very good. So, rightfully so, it's in the number four spot. We're going to go ahead and dive into the top three now. Top three territory. This is getting a little serious now. So a little bit debatable with some stuff here, but we're going to go ahead and dive into the top three. Let's go. All right. So I actually just swapped the number three and number two spot. That's the only change I made. I mean, these two, I mean, really all three of these are really interchangeable. I mean, you could go any way you want and I'd be like, okay, that's a fair list. But um, number three, Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie had so much hype building up to it. I mean, this was at the time just People were losing their minds when this was coming out. The worst kept secret in Hollywood, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back, all these villains coming back. I love that this just recontextualizes these Spider-Man movies, every single one of them. It just, it's so, you look at them differently after you watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Now it's great. It's a lot of fan service. This is also one of those pandemic movies. So the CGI looks a little bit spotty. It got the Academy Award nomination, but I mean, it, it the CGI looks a little goofy at times. Not gonna lie, the plot holes are pretty noticeable and pretty dumb. Uh, like the just the plot holes that they had and dumb decisions they were making in really all the MCU movies. I mean, MCU has some pretty high highs with some pretty low lows. The plot for this movie is a little bit stupid, but I mean they had to get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all these villains in here somehow, and that's just what they came up with. So I can't really hate it. This is one of the best theater experiences I've ever had ever it remains i mean it's so different as well i mean peter parker losing aunt may had never really ever even been thought of i mean no one ever no one thought she was on the chopping block at all peter parker having to say goodbye to mary jane the woman that he loves and knowing that he'll never see her again and all those moments are lost in time forever and there's no hope it's pretty different you don't really see that like at all in any superhero movie i mean saying goodbye to the woman that you love and then knowing that you'll never come back it's not really done in any superhero movie i don't think it's really cool it just felt like a celebration of the character it's the avengers endgame for spider-man and it, it's so cool and seeing all three of them swing together is it's just a dream it was a dream I, when i was watching it i was like oh my gosh we actually got here i mean Years of fans demanding this to happen, seeing it all come to fruition was beautiful. But I mean, <laughs> you see that they had to combine 20 plus years of Spider-Man or whatever it was, and then culminate it into one movie. I mean, just so much power to mimic what these other two movies did in one movie. So now without further ado, we're going to go ahead and dive into the number two spot. Number two. Of all time, one of the best Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man 2 from Sam Raimi. This is perfect. It's beautiful. It's the Spider-Man movie. Tobey Maguire, awesome. Kristen Dunst, Mary Jane, awesome. James Franco, awesome. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, an iconic villain. It's awesome. It's great. It's so good. Such a Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. I mean, just, he loses his powers, and he hates being Spider-Man. He wants to just live his own life, and I mean... I mean, it's just him being Spider-Man because he felt like it's what he had to do, but it's not what he wanted to do. That, that's what made it so beautiful. I mean, the responsibility just really lingering on this character. Him having to deal with the weight of Spider-Man, he just wants to live a normal life. It's very cool. It's very cool seeing that. It just hadn't really been done before. I mean, so many people have it on their 
top for just being not only a great Spider-Man movie, but a great movie in general. You know, this is just about a person who's just confused, trying to balance life. It's just very existential, which makes it so intimate. This came out the year that I was born, 2004. So, I mean, I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. I wish I did. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, Tobey Maguire, he's not the coolest Spider-Man. I mean, that, that that belongs to Andrew Garfield, respectively. But Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. It, it's, I mean, I say that objectively and just definitively he's the GOAT. He's the best. I mean, he's the Tom Brady of Spider-Man for a reason. I mean, if we're just being honest with ourselves. So, yeah, it's great, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, the score from Danny Elfman doesn't miss. It, it just it continues to just be so triumphant and dramatic. And the cinematography, once again, that just layer of just golden sunset on New York is so beautiful. It just it remains to be undefeated. He just went above and beyond with the sequel, and it really for live action Spider Man, it, it's hard for it to be topped. I think. I mean, maybe with Tom Holland's next trilogy, he might be able to top it, but just unrealistic. I doubt it will. I mean, taking his love for just shooting things practically. I mean, this was shot in the early 2000s, which, I mean, CGI was still kind of coming up at the time. So filming with practical was actually a little bit more practical at the time. So, But the suit is beautiful. Doc Ock's arm is pretty beautiful as well. So much cool stuff they did in terms of technical aspects that are just very, very cool looking back on. So I'm very happy to put it here. So Spider-Man 2 from Sam Raimi is in the number two spot. But... He's not number one. We already know who that is. We already know who number one is. Let's just go ahead and throw it up. Give it to me right now. All right, and number one, to no one's surprise, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The masterpiece. I've had to have seen this movie at least five times, maybe. I've watched it earlier this year, and it remains the best. I don't think that it will ever be topped across the Spider-Verse. It has a lot on its shoulders, and I don't think that a movie has had this much on its shoulders ever. I mean, just to start off, this movie forcing animation to evolve, we're moving into a new era of animation thanks to Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, we've seen it with, I mean, we've seen it with Mitchells versus the Machines on Netflix. We've seen it with The Bad Guys, another DreamWorks movie. We've also seen it with Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And we're going to keep seeing it with all these Spider-Verse spinoffs. But this, it, the animation is just, it's so different. It's so beautiful. It's so great. The colors are bursting off of the screen. All the animation styles being brought in. It's so cool. The acting, you have a star-studded cast. I mean, the great, beautiful story. It's awesome. I mean, nothing was really done like this. I mean, when this first came out, people were just honestly thinking it's a joke. It's just another kids movie. It's not going to be good. I mean, leading up to the release, I mean, no one really cared about it. This really blew everyone away. I mean, even when you watch it or rewatch it, for me, I was watching it, I was like, okay, this is kind of like just like a four or four and a half. And then it just, it hits a point where it's like, okay, this is very, very good. I mean, all the different spider people coming in and it's really just like a celebration of Spider-Man, but also analysis of Spider-Man and what makes him Spider-Man. And now let's just elevate it, put it at a hundred. That's what it does so good. It, it's just unmatched. It won't ever be topped ever. The score from Daniel Pemberton. Probably not the best score for Spider-Man, but it's definitely in the top three. I mean, 2018 was really the year for Spider-Man. A lot of people forget, and this movie just outshined everything else. I mean, we had Venom come out that year. We had Avengers Infinity War come out that year. We had Spider-Man PS4 come out that year. And this was just the thing that stood out the most. It's so good. I mean, it raked in the best animated 
win at the Academy Awards, rightfully so. I really just don't know where to start with this movie. I mean, a movie that's one of your favorites of all time, it's hard to put it into words. I mean, better to just show and not tell. I mean, just go watch the movie again, or if you've seen it already, you know what I mean. By this is just such a definitive masterpiece. So yeah, that's the list. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at number one, rightfully so. Nothing stopping it, ever. Alright, congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Court of Cinema podcast. This was so much fun to put together. A little bit divisive, but a little bit fun. I think this list can be a little bit interchangeable at some spots at the bottom, but regardless, I don't think there's a Spider-Man movie that I exactly hate, but still, let me know what you think. The Q&A feature is now live on Spotify, so you can go ahead, if you're listening on there, pop me a reply and I'll look it in, I'll probably pin it. And if you aren't already following or liking, sharing, do all those things, please. Next week, we're diving into Drive, starring Ryan Gosling. And in the next couple days, I'm going to go ahead and drop what I watched in May of 2023. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of good movies this month in June. So it's a big month. So if you want to stay up to date on this wide landscape of film and TV, then make sure you keep up with us on our socials, Instagram, Twitter. Until next time, we'll see you in the movies.